0: Jesus' name.
1: Father, we worship you. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. We honor you in this house this morning. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, this morning. Wonderful God you are. Now (laughs) I want to sing that again, and we need to learn how to shout. The church needs to learn how to shout again.
0: You
1: know, we can shout at you know Nebraska football games and get all hyped up about that, but you know there's there's just something about the shout of a warrior. (laughs) Ha ha ha. So I want to sing this again. And if you don't shout, we'll just keep singing it.
0: Hallelujah! the spirit, where well, the kingdom of God is rising, where well, the battle is long.
2: We need to realize a lot of things in the natural will transfer into the spiritual. And when we add that to it, even in the spirit realm, it makes a difference. So yesterday uh, we had a women's self-defense class. I want to thank Extremist Tactical for doing it and the 11 women that attended. Um, It was fun. It was informative. It was Definitely worth the while. And we're going to begin offering that for a class for women outside of the church. Yesterday, it was just for women in the church. We're going to offer it for high school girls, college girls, single mothers. Uh, we got to get the dates set, but that's coming up. Um, yeah, we'll give some scholarships for people that need to attend, that have needs. And, um, you know, the church in America has been deceived too long into thinking that they're supposed to be weak, passive, and defeated, or sappy. And I've never found that in my Bible. Mine says to be strong and of good courage and be overcoming victors. And that's what we want to take in the natural as well as the spiritual realm. If you open your Bibles to Malachi chapter 3, and you're going to say, now, she has read that a thousand times. And yes, I have. But right now, 2020, we are in a year of reset. Everything's changing. If you haven't figured that out by now, you need to wake up. Everything is changing. and we have to change our thinking, we have to change our mindset, we have to change the way we do things. And so when I'm going to read this scripture to you, I want you. To we've been in a mindset, the church, like I said, has been in a mindset, we should be weak, we should be passive, we should be sappy. Church, I'm sorry, Children's Church may, may be dismissed.
1: Future,
2: up, yeah. Okay, so, and we've had this mentality of us four and no more. It's just us. I'm just, you know, I tithe so the devourer's rebuked for my family. And that's true but we got to expand our vision. So let me read this. I'm going to read a portion of this and think about not just the way you've thought about it before, but think about it in the world we live in in 2020. Okay? Cuz this scripture was prof- prophetic and prophecies in the Old Testament dealt with the near the the near future the future of the coming of the Messiah of Jesus coming on the earth, but it also dealt with the coming Messiah at the end of the age. So we need to look at that dimension of it. Starting in chapter 3, we'll start in verse 2 and realize this is written to a nation that had turned its back on God. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears for he is like a refiner's fire, like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will Purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old as in former years. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers that's liars, against those who exploit wage earners, widows, orphans, those that turn away an alien because they do not fear me, says the Lord. Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances, and you have not kept them. And he says, return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you see, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you see, in what ways we have you Have we robbed you in tithes and offerings you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room to receive it. There will not be enough to receive it. We think so often that this just refers, like I said, to us for no more. But we have to realize everything we do as individuals, everything we do as a church has consequences. For those around us, not only for ourselves, but for those around us, what we do affects others. And when we think he will rebuke the devourer for our sake, we too many times just think of us individually. But the more people that are tithing and bringing the tithe, he can, the devourer is rebuked. He doesn't say, I will rebuke the devourer for your house only. But he will rebuke the devourer, I believe, in this nation and in this city and in the world. He's, and he will pour out a blessing when we return to him. In verse 11, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that you will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Now, if you read the book of Joel, it's a prophecy also. And the nation of Israel had turned against the Lord. And so their fields failed to bring forth production. There was no grain. There were no grapes. There was no olive oil, olives. So in what happened was the nation couldn't bring their sacrifices to God. There was no food in the house. There was no grapes for new wine. And there was no olives for oil. And, you know, we look at that in the natural, but in the spiritual realm, when we were, when we're cut off from the things of God, there's no food in the house of God. There's no new wine and fresh oil. And we need the new wine and the fresh oil and food in the house of God. God. And we're right there right now. We're right there right now. Because if you read Joel and Haggai, he talks about the shaking. And then comes the production in the field again. And that will bring forth grain, new wine, and fresh oil. And I will do, rebuke the devourer for your sake, who so will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you are a delightful land, says the Lord. So as you bring your tithes, as you bring your offerings, realize you're not just doing it for you. We're just not doing it to turn the lights on here. But everything we do affects the people around us. And, yes, we are just a small church in northeast Nebraska. But, you know, there's small churches in South Dakota. There's small churches in Iowa. There's small churches throughout this nation. And if we all just do our part, God's going to come on the scene. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
1: Father, this morning we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here to teach us. Father, I pray today that our hearts be good ground to receive the living Word of God. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Lord, let our ears be open to hear but the Spirit of God is speaking to the church in this hour. And Father, You promised in Your Word if we would draw near to You, You would draw near to us. Well, that's what we're doing today, Father. We're drawing near to You. And so we expect You to lead us, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank You for the Spirit of unity, the Spirit of agreement at Harvest Church for the days ahead and that which is to come. And Lord, our hearts cry, is your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Look in your Bibles to Joshua. Put that slide one, please, up. This has been our, our uh, purpose of the series for a long time. And number one was recognize and embrace it's a new season. Boy, if you don't see, this is a new season. Amen. Then we talked a long time about it's our responsibility. It's your personal responsibility to prepare. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to prepare our hearts for the days ahead. Then we said it requires courage and obedience. And that's where we're at right now. Then everything we do must depend on Christ. We'll have to leave our comfort zone. That's going to be tough for some of us. Then there's a separation from the world. And then an expectation of the miraculous. Boy, we thank you. You can take that down. We need to expect miracles in the days ahead. We need to expect that there's a harvest out there to reap. People born again, filled with the Spirit, healed and delivered by the power of God. Amen? Now, look in Joshua chapter 1 and I, I I love this. And as we were singing that song and, you know, I was in exhorting you, you know, you need to learn how to shout. Just think, of how did those walls come down? What was the? Yeah, that was the catalyst. That's what caused the, the, the walls to come down. They marched around that city and then finally they shouted and the walls came down. So. This is this was my inspiration for where we're at, and we've been on this a long time. But this is where the church is at. They're at the Jordan River, and it's a crisis, and they need to cross over. And, and what it's going to take is a miracle from God to stop the water so that they can cross over. And that's where we're at right now in this nation. It's all on Him. Because if it was just us right now, we deserve to lose because we've not been the church we've not stepped up to the plate and been aggressive, and we've allowed all these these gates to be taken over and possessed by the devil, and we need to take them back and so I believe though we're we're going to see and I was listening to pastors Hank and brenda th- this week and I, I, one thing that stuck out was sudden surprises. Are you awake? Sudden surprises. Now we think about we've heard all the this, that's been spoken about, you know, this fall in the election. And yeah, I think it's it's going to be turbulent. We're going to see some things, but I, you know, I, in the end, we win. And so, when all this happens, we just need to keep our eyes on God. And so, here God is commissioning Joshua to take the place of Moses. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, Go over this Jordan." You and all this people to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon. I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Did they have a choice? Well, I'll tell you what. They needed to cross. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Say, God will not leave us nor forsake us. Then he says in verse 6, and this is where we're at right now. Be strong and of good courage. Say that. Be strong and of good courage. This is not a choice. This is a commandment. The church has no choice in the matter. If we're going to be an overcoming church in the days ahead, then we have to be strong and we have to have courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong, Harvest Church, and very courageous. Courageous Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's what the Father God is speaking to the church right now, is to be strong and of good courage. Too many Christians out there are vacillating. Too many churches out there You can't discern the the sound that's being blown. There's a lot of sounds going on and a lot of, of warnings going on. But we need to make sure we're hearing what heaven is saying in this hour. And God is saying for us to become warriors. It's time for the Gideons to become warriors. Amen? Now, put that second slide up, please. Thank you. It takes courage and obedience to possess your inheritance. The church's spiritual inheritance is found in Psalm 2.8. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations of your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ in this hour must, everyone say must, wake up, rise up, and take back what the devil has stolen. Amen. Now, go to the third one, please, and then you're done. We went to number five and i 'm going to review five we i don 't know if we 'll get to one, two, three, and four, and I kind of started at the end, but I just had an unction to do that, but we need to understand we 're part of a spiritual kingdom. Then we need to understand it 's his kingdom, and his kingdom is priority. His kingdom come, his will be done it 's like we said last week it 's not about you. It's not about me. It's about what he wants. Amen. And in the days ahead, it's going to take a body of believers that are willing to humble themselves and lay down everything else for him. Then we said his kingdom is worth more than any other pursuit. And then finally, his kingdom, kingdom people are humble servants. Thank you. So I want to go ahead and we're going to go over this again because. You know, if my Heavenly Father can tell Joshua how many times, three times to be strong and of good courage, I can tell you some things more than once. Amen. Daniel 7, 18, you don't need to turn there. This is a scripture that jumped out at me weeks ago as I read it. It says, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom, say, receive the kingdom. When do you receive the kingdom? When you're born again, when you're born again, receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. So we not only receive it, but we're called to possess it. In Genesis 22:17, God says, "Your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies." And that's exactly. We've given up the gates in this nation. We've get them, given them over to the enemy. And, you know, I just be, I'm, I've just become more and more, I despise a lot of things, the world, what's going on in the world. I can't, can't watch it and, and hear what they're saying. It just, it sickens me. But we're supposed to possess the gates of our enemies, and, and we're going to. And I think we're in the process of doing that. Possessed means to cease, to acquire, to lay hold of, to catch and to grasp. Look at Matthew 11, Matthew chapter 11, verse 11. It says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the what? Violent, take it by force. The violent, take it by force. The Amplified says it this way, The kingdom of God has endured violent assault. And violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Now, I I am a bold individual and I'm, I'm very outspoken and that's just my nature and that's my wife's nature. And when I'm out going places and I'm doing business with my antiques and stuff and I I I don't go very many times but I do go to garage sales or estate sales. A couple years I went ago I went to one. And when I pulled up I thought oh my gosh there were people all over. And it wasn't time for them to open yet. But I noticed one old man and I recognized the old man and he was just grabbing stuff. I mean just literally grabbing it. And, and and hoarding it and and I watched I I watched the an older woman and she was mad. I could just tell she was mad. She should have been in that class yesterday because she could have cleaned this guy's cloth. Well she could have anyway. She was an older woman and I think she was she took away from this guy a butter churn. And what what he had done he had taken it, and, and, and before it was even open, and claimed that it was his, and, and I looked at her, and I said, you go get that butter churn. Because something comes on me. And boy, she did. She took that butter churn, and she was holding it like that, and she was having a fit, and she was going on and on. The crowd was kind of parting. And the man that was doing this was an older gentleman, and I I noticed him because when we used to go out to Pilger and do our um, um, flea markets, he was there, and he was setting up his, and he was screaming and yelling at a woman. I don't know if it was his wife or something. Just totally making a... He was a jerk. And I made a mental note. Sure enough, it was this guy. And this guy, this woman just flat out told him the way it was and I'm sitting there oh I'm smiling but you know she wasn't going to let go what was hers and everybody can can buy and go but you know some of us are just a little more aggressive than others but you got to go by the rules amen and that's the way we need to be with the things of God we need to be violent in our prayer now, we came in the other night, uh, Wednesday night, and we didn't even pray. We just sat and Abe ministered because I, I sensed that we needed to do that. That's what the Spirit of God wanted. But there are times that we need to come in and pray violently, forcefully, loudly. There's going to be times in the days ahead that you're going to have to sing loud. And, you know, if I, if I say or Abe says, and you know, shout, you need to shout. Do you hear me? Be, you know, that's part of, of, of following the leader. You know, if, 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 if the nation of Israel, they marched around that, that city, and he, they say, shout, and they go, shout. Hallelujah. You know, that isn't going to cause a wall to come down. And I'll tell you something. I know this. When we begin to shout, it's, it's like the anointing increases. And so we've got to become violent in that respect. Violent person is defined as one who feels an eager, vehement desire for something. The upheaval caused by the kingdom of God is not caused by political provocation or armed advance. It is a result of God's order. Say that with me. God's order... Shaking relationships, shaking households, shaking families, shaking cities and nations by the entry of the Holy Spirit's power working in people. Look at Luke 16. Luke 16. So we've got to learn how to press into some things. And if you're an individual that's just kind of quiet and reserved, there's nothing wrong with that. God made us all different. Thank God he did. But sometimes, if, 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 you, if you are given to that nature of just being, you know, kind of timid, you're going to have to overcome that. You can't be afraid. We've got a school system right now. They're this way. We've got doctors right now that are motivated by a spirit of fear. And we can't afford to have that in the church. Luke 16 in verse 16, it says, The law and the prophets were until John, since the time the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. Say, everyone is pressing into it. So the things of God, you have to press into it. You've got, if you know, I don't know if you remember back then when you, when you were first born again. You pressed in to get born again. You have to press in to get the the baptism of the Holy Ghost unless it's a sovereign thing and you're sitting you know and just sitting around and God falls on you and begin to speak in other tongues but i 'm going to tell you you got to press into the things of God, the things of the spirit you want to operate the gifts of the spirit you 're not operating against the spirit until you get filled with the spirit, so you have whether it be healing whatever. F- Finances, many of us have been places in our life financially where we've had to press in. Boy, we have through the years. I mean, it's a battle. Do you, can you relate to that? You've got to press in. The advance of God's kingdom is the result of his people preaching and pressing in. Say preaching and pressing in. Forcing your way in. The gospel of the kingdom must be proclaimed with spiritual passion. You have to. I, you know, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I would hope that some of you are passionate about something. Now, I'm not talking just about spiritual things. But, you, you know, God created us to have a passion, a zeal. You're not going to go anywhere in life if you don't have a passion. And if you don't, if you're not passionate about anything, then go and get with God and and find out what you can be passionate. It might be a, a gift or a grace or a skill or something that's just burns in you. I'm passionate about God. I'm passionate about advancing the kingdom. I'm passionate about, you know, us seeing a harvest of souls. Look at Mark seven, Mark chapter seven, and verse twenty-four. It says, "From then, from there, he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted to know and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden." For a woman, a Gentile woman, no less, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept, she kept, say she kept, she kept asking, she kept asking or begging him to cast the demon out of her daughter. That's a good mama. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from children's crumbs. And then he said to her for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she'd come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Now, what what kind of faith is that? A passive faith, persistent faith. Saying, I'm going to get what's rightfully mine. I've heard about this Jesus Christ. And see, that's the way we need to be. We can't afford to be passive. If you want something, and you're passionate about the things of God, the things of the Spirit, you have to, you have to cry out for it. You have to want it so bad. I'll never forget one of the <laughs> prophecies that Mark Bar- Dr. Mark Barclay spoke over me many, many years ago. He says, you're hungry. And when you're hungry, you've got to be filled. See, I'm hungry. We need to be spiritually hungry. So if you have pressed in the time in times past think about how you've overcome you pressed in you received what you needed that's the mindset that we have to have right now Hebrews 4:16 says let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need Now <clears throat> look at Luke 17 That was review I'm not going to keep you much longer Luke 17 I want you to see this as far as God's kingdom is concerned, that it's an internal and spiritual kingdom. It's an internal and spiritual kingdom, and we see this in Luke 17, verse 20. It says, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Say the kingdom of God is within me. The kingdom of God is not an external or physical kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. And you can't understand the kingdom of God with the mind. And I'll tell you right now, you need to discern spiritually what's going on in this nation. Because there are Christians that don't have a clue, don't have a clue what's going on. I was in an antique store yesterday, and this woman's a Republican and very outspoken, which I have no problem with, and she said she didn't talk to her sister much, but her sister called her, and her sister's a Democrat. And her sister was going on about Donald Trump being a rapist and Donald Trump this and Donald Trump that. Well, her sister just told her the way it was and her sister hung up on her. Her own sister. Their eyes are blinded, folks. And that's why we have to... Be spiritually astute. We need to have understanding like the tribe of Ishakar. Understanding of the times to know what the tribe of Israel should do. We as believers in the church of Jesus Christ need to have understanding of the times. And it's a spiritual kingdom. And right now what's going on is a spiritual battle. Look at John 3. John 3. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God, for no one does these signs that you do unless God is with, with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is what? Born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answers, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. Look at Matthew 3. Matthew chapter 3. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's a spiritual battle. The kingdom of God is within you. The king of kings is within your heart if you're a born-again child of God. Matthew 3, it says in verse 1, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness, wilderness of Judea and saying, what? Repent. Say it with me. Repent, for the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is at hand. See, the things of God, the kingdom of God, and this is so important, and this is where the church is at right now. The kingdom of God demands repentance. The kingdom of God, and if you're a member of the kingdom of God, if you're a born-again believer, then you and I need to do what? We need to learn to repent. And that's a word, that's a, a word that we can start a whole series on. Repent. Repent. I I made the mistake, and in fact I don 't come to me to marry your realities i 'm not going to do it anymore i 'm not going to marry outside the church here unless unless God really moves upon my heart to do it i 've had people come to me in the past and I 've married people, not very many, and I sit them down and one of the most important things is that that they need to need, they need Jesus you can 't have one be a believer and one be an unbeliever i won 't do that. It's not I mean I'll marry two unbelievers, I guess. But, but I'm they're gonna get the the gospel. But I, I'm not, it's been a while back. I married a couple. I didn't go to church here. I did it as a favor because the father was a was a good friend, and I did it. Put them through counseling and and shared the gospel with them. And I said, now we need we need to pray. You need to ask Jesus in their heart. Well He prayed, but I don't believe Jesus is in his heart. You can pray. You can be a born-again believer and pray, but not have a repentant heart. We come to Jesus, we repent of our sin. And the word repent, I looked it up. It's a complete, radical, total change. It's a decision to completely change or to entirely turn around in the way one is thinking, believing, or living. That's true repentance. A radical change. And we people need to learn how to repent of our sin. Oh, Father, I'm sorry, forgive me. No, it has, it just can't be a head thing. It's gotta, you gotta know down here, your sin grieves God and the Spirit of God. You've gotta know in your heart, you have a conscience, and you, you and I need to learn how to follow our conscience. Amen? And that requires a repentant heart. The Bible says, the pure in heart will see. The pure in heart. A repentant heart. So in the days ahead, Harvest Church, you and I are going to have to learn how to repent of our sins again. It's a complete, radical, total change. It's a decision to completely change are to entirely turn around in the way one is thinking, believing, or living. Romans fourteen seventeen says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteous and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I'm going to stop there. You know, there'll be days, Sundays, where we'll go longer in worship and the preacher will preach shorter. So don't get discouraged if you're thinking, oh my God, I'm 45 minutes of worship, and that means I'm going to be here another 45 minutes. Listen, if God's moving, we'll be here. If God isn't, we're not going to be here. So be encouraged. (laughs) Where's the kingdom of God, folks? What kind of kingdom is it? What kind of battle are we in right now? In the city, in all that's going on in this nation, it's a spiritual battle. But rejoice, he's overcome. The battle is his, but the victory is ours. This week, when you're going through your week, remember that. Remember it's a spiritual battle. I went home yesterday, made a mistake. shouldn't have gone home because she had to practice her moves on me. It, I finally I said, that's enough. And I walked away. Because she got a little in, too much in my face, Teelan, and I didn't like that. Well, I, we are going to offer it to the guys and the young man, too. But they said they can't call it. They have to call it something because cause man's ego will get in the way, you know. We're, we're tough. You know, I'm scared of my wife, so I don't know about the rest of you. But we need to toughen up. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us become more kingdom-minded in the days ahead. Help us recognize it's a spiritual battle. Help us, Holy Spirit, to press in. Not to run from the battle, but run to the battle. When we pray, when we declare and decree a thing, Lord, I pray... The shout of the people of Harvest Church in the days ahead is going to get louder. When they shout, it'll be like the children of Israel. Lord God, restore the shout to your people in this hour in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. For your mercy, and I declare and decree God's mercy to all of you today. All the people of Harvest Church. Oh, we thank you, Father. We worship you today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the deep work that you're doing in all of our hearts in our spiritual root life. What's out of order? Come into order in Jesus' name. Some of us are going to have to learn how to change the way we think. Because our thought life does not line up with God's word. All of us are going to have to learn to take control of our thought life. And cast down vain imaginations in the days ahead. And exalt the living word of God. I pray, Father, that you strengthen your people. Spirit, soul, and body. Let the spirit of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Come upon your people. At Harvest Church in the days ahead. And everyone said, I receive it. In Jesus' name. Now, does everyone here know Jesus? Raise your hand. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Is there anyone here before I go that you need prayer for your physical body? You need healing. You, You girls need to get in there. Take that class, learn how to deal with Robert, you know, because he's such a violent person. Mm.
0: Okay.
1: How old is she? Oh, my. Is this a co worker or just a friend? Okay. What's her name? Robin. Father, as Julie stands for Robin today, we acknowledge that you are a God that saves and a God that heals. I declare and decree and speak. I curse that cancer in Robin's body. Every cancer cell, a curse, command it to die in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're a miracle-working God, spirit, soul, and body for Robin. Lord, yes, give the doctors insight, revelation, and Lord, anoint them to treat her, but Jesus, you're the ultimate healer for Robin. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, Thank you, Father, for the anointing of God coming upon Robin right now in this hour. Fear of death, I rebuke, I bind in Jesus' name, and I loose your supernatural peace to come upon Robin's heart and mind. Thank you, Father, this day for Robin in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, ma'am. Oh, you did. I'm sorry, but that's just too difficult for God. No. This one. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and lay hands on this ankle. As you said, we could lay hands on the sick and they recover. We loose that healing into this ankle in the name of Jesus. And I declare she'll run and not be weary and she'll walk and not faint. In the name of Jesus, for healing is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Well, go out and be a warrior. Say, I'm a warrior. I'm a spiritual warrior. I'm not a wimp. Amen. Tomorrow, Monday, we got to pray for our president. Amen. To win that debate. Shouldn't be too tough. God bless you. Thank you. Donuts next Sunday.